Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you as always is Bob. Not in the lounge, on location, staring at the Ouija board. Episode 136, ladies and gentlemen, a week and a half out from Top of the World 5 on the rooftop of Whole Foods. I am sitting in the man cave right now of someone who I met about a year and a half ago, uh, a mutual friend uh, from high school, introduced us. Um, he told me he played in a band, and a lot of times when someone says, yeah, man, I play in a band too, you're like, yeah, yeah, cool. And you know, you know, you don't know what to expect from it. You know, you, you always want to be positive. But I, I remember the first time I saw the video footage of this guy's band, I was blown away. I was like, holy shit, I've been looking for a band like this for a while. I'm looking for somebody who... You know, can command the stage, but also has like a live new type of sound that I haven't heard in a long time. So I was immediately like, you know, excited. And I was like, I got to get them to the top of the world. And um, I went to see them. I think the first performance I saw was a Kung Fu necktie in the winter time. It was snowing and um, it was solid. I think it was a Thursday night, you know, um, huge crowd. Um, you could smell whiskey in the air. You could smell rock and roll. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, here in the lounge, not my lounge, a different lounge, George and Matt of the band Tiny Vices. How are you, fellas? Awesome. Fantastic. So what do you call this room, this new man cave? Uh, <laughs> Where the real magic happens. Yeah, this is... This By the is, way, great intro. This is the Check lab, it. yeah. No, this is this is the lab. This is where, you know, I come to do all important things. All the important things in life. So let's get, let's get right into it. Tiny Vices, <clears throat> right? So like I said... It's got a kick-ass shirt, too, by the way. I love the shirt. I love the font, okay? We'll put, we'll put that out right at the front, ladies and gentlemen. You better pick it up at the show. Um, we'll have them for sale. Like, yeah. So you guys have been playing in bands for a long time, right? Were you guys yeah. playing together, or was it separate? Yeah, we... Um, George and I met. I was in um, a band called uh, Aim of Conrad mm-hmm. in uh, early 2000s when I was in my 20s. And we had some member changes and George we pretty much always had member changes about every year or so we <laughs> removed one member and got a new one and George always was always the guy that fell was the guy that fell in so I don't know whether you started on bass or guitar I started I <clears throat> I started off on guitar mm-hmm. replaced Grant mm-hmm. and then I jumped on bass we became a four piece and then I went back on guitar <clears throat> so I, I did a little bit of both and then on the record, I think I did a little bit of both as well. I think we all yeah. played a little bit of guitar on the record. Yeah, on the record, all we had three guys and we all played <laughs> we guitars. All... Yeah, it was oh, wow. it was cool though because like you instead of having to find like new sounds mm-hmm. or new like ways to approach music, you just had different people. The same people in the band but playing different instruments. Like sometimes I was just singing, yeah. sometimes I was playing mm-hmm. guitar. So it was kind of a cool thing. It was definitely too for like live live show. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it was it was fun. So. Um, and George was in the band and George like immediately became like a really important part of the band and we, uh, we did a bunch of tours Mm -hmm. and, um, then after that I got kind of soured on music so I stopped playing but George... Why'd you get soured on music? Let's talk about that. Um, because I kind of ruined it for myself. Like how? You know, I just kind of, um, I spent a lot of time kind of making it about things that weren't about the music itself. Mm Mm-hmm. Or like worrying about oh the part can't sound like this because this doesn't this isn't what our other songs sound like mm-hmm. or you know this won't be cool live and, and like stuff like that the and aesthetics really aesthetics of it rather than the, the art of it yeah and I kind of got away from like and I just didn't I just didn't en- enjoy it really that much anymore so I, I always got the impression you got soured after our trip to California what happened in California we uh, 
you know, it sounds like a concept album being ready to be written. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We drove cross country. We we played, you know, all across this mm-hmm. great land of ours, and uh, we went out. We like played for a few record companies and with uh, with a bunch of other bands. And you kind of like in your head, you have this like idea. Yeah, you band. have this idea, and you know, I, you know, for whatever reason, I just kind of got back, and I think that between between that and like trying to make trying to fit the music to myself rather than myself to the music mm-hmm. it just it just didn't it wasn't as as interesting and like we had some some more member changes i really liked doing it it just the other thing too is i felt like it was taking up so much of my life that it wasn't i didn't have a life outside of it mm-hmm. and for some people what i'm describing is exactly what they want and exactly what like they're built for that and at that time i just wasn't built for it happens, like it just happens. wasn't and so, I'm set, what, what year is this about? Early to mid 2002. Okay, 2002, so yeah, I was like right in the mix there too with you guys. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like a weird time for music in general because it was like you know, I mean it was you know a new decade, but also a new technology was changing the game completely. You know, what yeah. I mean? you couldn't just drive around a band no more and sell CDs. People didn't give a shit about your CD. No it was way. just the beginning of music yes, sharing too. Yes. Like LimeWire was getting yes. big. I remember yeah, it was taboo Falcon. too, like Napster. Like you know, I mean, I remember like first time seeing Napster. I'd be oh, like, what is this? Napster, shit? Yeah, you know, like yeah. there there were several arguments out outside of shows in regards to music sharing. A lot of indie bands really? were say, "Oh yeah, I remember there being a couple bands who I won't mention names that would say, you know, hey, if you're not buying our record, you're not supporting us." Where I always came from was I always treated music as an art that's needed to be shared. Mm-hmm. So I always thought of it as, hey, if it gets us more exposure. I'm all for it. If you like us so much, then come back and buy the record. Then come see yeah. us live. Come buy the shirt. <clears throat> we were making CDRs yeah. and giving them away and mm-hmm. stuff. Like the sales aspect and money aspect was like just no. Oh, sorry, it was just cool. like not a factor for us. Mm-hmm. We just didn't. Maybe if it was, we would have had more ability to kind of continue. Mm-hmm. But that it wasn't. Um, yeah, it just wasn't really a factor for us, which was kind of cool. It was mm-hmm. great. Like, it was always about, like, songs and performing and, like, us as dudes and yeah. traveling and stuff. So it was never really about any of that. But, yeah, I can totally remember um, that being a really weird time for music. The other thing, too, is, like, I think rock music was changing a lot then. Mm-hmm. You know, you were getting bands, like, when we started, um, we were kind of, like, in that vein, you know, just, like, um, Tiny Vices is, but in that vein of Queens of the Stone Age and stuff like that. But Queens and bands like that weren't really that popular yet. No, they weren't. So, it was a weird thing where we couldn't play with metal bands, and we couldn't play with indie rock bands because we were heavier. What was the sound? Was it comparable to Tiny Vices? Heavier. Yeah, it was heavier and much more um, technical. Okay, so yeah. odd time signatures. And so like prog rock, he- like heavy prog rock kind. Of yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of an on time for music, but so anyway, uh, I took a few years off, but George kept doing it. George is like yeah, you George, do, George is a lifer. Well, real quick, <laughs> just to yeah. compare Tiny Vices to Emma Conrad, the way that I think of it is <clears throat> they're almost the same band, except for Tiny Vices is the mature adult version. Emma Conrad is more like the adolescent, crazy, not controlled version. Because uh, sound-wise, I could see... You want to hear some? Yeah. Some CDs if, if, you, if you listen to it, you know, you'll say, MySpace wow, this is like the... That? It's on... Um, I'll find it. It's on Spotify. <clears throat> okay, cool. Yeah, 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 the one record is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would agree with George. Like, the Tiny Vices, I think, is a lot more about um, s- songs as themselves. Mm-hmm. And we kind of think about each song, whereas uh, the old band, or Aim of Conrad, was at least about a sound. 
Mm-hmm. Tiny Vices is more about each individual song being its own entity. So, like, you know, they the songs obviously it's the same. It's the same group of people. I also so feel like Tiny similar. Vices is like an attitude. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like <laughs> live when yeah. you're going to see. I'm going to see a Tiny Vices show. It's not like I'm going to go to like Wawa and get a coffee. And just check, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to see something to release something. Like I, yes. I've only seen you guys play once. I've seen videos of all the different places in Philly since I discovered you guys. Yeah. About a year ago, but you definitely put out that vibe. You know what I mean? Like if you're in the room, you can't not look. You know what I mean? And that's something that not all bands have. Yeah. Well, Some you. bands can just basically, you know, play a 45 minute set and people carry on conversation. That shit ain't gonna happen at Tiny Vices. Show, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> it's definitely not gonna happen at Top of the World because I don't think people are gonna. You know what I mean? They're gonna be like, yeah. "What is this?" You know? But um, <laughs> I, I do. I do. Like I mean, Tiny Vices sound. I mean, like so when. When did the band officially begin? Like, so, like, you guys were, like, up until 2002, then there's, like, this break period, right? You continue yeah. on, George, right? Yeah. What was, the one, what was the band that you were in, the other one? Well, there's there was a couple. I think the most notable bands were Halo of Snakes that I played guitar for. That's a cool name. Yeah, we put out a couple... Did you have cool shirts for that? We had awesome shirts. Yeah, that yeah. yeah I could see we, we awesome were, record cover. It was we like, were kind of like so a, a stoner <laughs> punk band. Oh, that's cool. So it was, like, stoner mm-hmm. rock, but fast. And then uh, I played guitar in that band, and then I sang for a band called... Wow, Seagrave is actually important to this story. I was only in Seagrave for a year, two mm-hmm. years. But that's actually how Matt and I got back together. Uh, Seagrave This went local through. band? This yeah, is yeah, we were local. And I don't think I... I think may have, we may have talked in that two, 10 year period where we took time off. 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we, we probably only talked once or twice, once being Brendan's wedding, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's good talk, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you're a drummer right now yeah yeah drummer. so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we talked at the wedding and then uh <clears throat> yeah so we needed a guitar player and i thought to myself who would be fun because uh we're probably not going to be very active who'd be fun to have mm-hmm. and i was like you know matt matt was a good guitar player back in the day he always wanted to play guitar in a band so i asked matt to be in in seagrave mm-hmm. and that lasted what three months yeah, and George sent me. I, well, he didn't send me any Seagrave stuff. He sent me some stuff from like old bands, and I thought he was asking me to play that stuff. And I'm like, I can't play this. This is like <laughs> way too complicated. So I'm at home trying to learn these songs, and I'm like, How am I gonna fake my yeah. way through these songs? Um, but then, yeah, we started going Seagrave, and what it turned out with that was, you know, George and I realized we really liked playing music together. Yeah. Um, and what year is this? This is two years two, ago. Yeah, two, two or three years ago. Years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we. So and, this is the birth of Tiny Vices. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it wasn't working out with those guys, and you know, because we want we, you know, part of it was too. We wanted to be able to go to a practice and mm-hmm. just be able to jam and like, you know, kind of. It wasn't even about playing shows. Yeah, it was like, about playing music. It was right? just yeah. getting in a room with a bunch of, with a couple people and and playing and, um, and it we. Clicks. Yeah, and and George and I realized that like we really like playing music together, so mm-hmm. we called. The only drummer that I've really played with at any length, Brendan. He's killer. Who is a killer drummer, man. Is we're talking about him on Facebook today. My friend Judah was just like, "What? This drum sound awesome." That dude is that is, dude is a machine. Like it's he's just, and he's like, oh, he can play so many different styles. I don't. I mean, he yeah. defines some of the mm-hmm. songs. I, and I, I can honestly say, all the years that I've been playing, I've played with a handful of drummers. I mean, more than I can probably count. He is by far my favorite and the best of all of them. And, and live, I'm sure you back me up yeah, on this. Like live. live, when you go into a live situation, you're always thinking about, all right, if someone's going to mess up, who's it going to be? And, and you never look back because you're yeah. never worried about that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it always, you know, I put the pressure on myself at that point. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's always a check. 
if I don't know where I'm at or something's a little going a little crazy, if I look back, Brennan's also the kind of drummer that because of how he drums, mm-hmm. if I were deaf, I'd still know where he is in the song just from watching him. And he's yeah, he he's plays that guy. his drums like it, 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 it sounds like it's like an instrument rather than you know yeah like actual drums. You know what I mean? Like he's playing them like a, a riff. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. his drums sound like riffs, and that's like some of my favorite. I mean like. I mean, I know you guys are compared a lot to Queens of the Stone Age because their drummer. All, I mean, they have a bunch of different drummers. But what's the one drummer's name? Italian dude. Um, oh. I saw him live for the Era Bulgaris tour. He's amazing. Yeah, like, he's, uh, he's awesome. He tours oh, with it, Joe also... Joe something. I forget his name. Yeah, Shitty and they also podcast host. <laughs> and they have the guy now that was in uh, Mars Volta. Yeah, oh, he's been on the newer mm-hmm. records. And they had Dave Grohl. But um, there's something to be said about the sound. Julie I mean, Castillo. That's it. That's it. That, yeah. I mean, you guys, you sound like Queens, but you're totally your own band. You know what I mean? Without a doubt. Like, it's unfortunate that when, you know, you have to book yourself or you have to tell somebody who you sound like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess Queens would, would be, like, the best description of it. But, like, um, that desert-type sound. Um, but I was say, there's still, there's, like, a touch. Because some of our stuff is slightly What was that new song you guys debuted at Kung Fu Necktie? Oh, be bad. Oh, be bad. Yeah, I think yeah. That was, uh, no, it was a different one, different title. I forget. It was like midway through. It was brand new. Oh, eat you up. It yeah, probably eat you up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or the, something about a queen. Back, back to, to the back queen. To queen. Back to the queen. Okay, so that song right there though is just. I mean, I remember. I think I have a brief recording on my Instagram, but I was just like, "Wow, oh, this is, yeah. this is definitely uh, like it's technical, but it's also like it rocks," you know. So like Tiny Vice is like you know the so birth we, of it, right? Yeah, we started playing. Um, so I called Brendan, and then we got a rehearsal space, uh, mm-hmm. and then we just started playing. We'd get together like once a week, and just play. And I would say probably for like a year and a half, we didn't even try to write songs. Mm-hmm. And it was just as if two of us can come. So there's three of us. Mm-hmm. If two of us can go, we'd go. And we'd hang out. And we'd have a couple beers. And we'd play. And there'd be times where we wouldn't even talk for like a couple hours. And we would just play notes. And then we were done. And then we got a bass player. And to make a long story short, he quit because he said we weren't ever going to do anything. Oh, wow. Yeah. And all of us are a little... motivating factor. Yeah. All yeah. of us are a little... He said retight. that too? He said it. Yeah, that was his reason. And he what, was right. as, he, as he was like going out and like uh, blazing glory. I, 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 like, I just want to let you know phrase. that you're doing nothing. And he left. Well, no, and like, he was I, think, I think he said, <laughs> I don't want to be part of you reliving your glory days. Yeah. Oh, would have been an active band. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh, that's How so old is this dude? You don't have to tell me his name or anything. Yeah, like, I'm actually still a good friend. He's actually come to see us play. Oh, cool! Well, that's <laughs> and yes. we'll be at the top of the world. And he was 100 percent right. We were like, so as soon as he is quit, he out the window right now. Yeah, George? yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's flying. That's him. As soon as he quit, we're like, yeah, well, uh-huh. he's well, right. Yeah, maybe he's right. So we recorded a demo and we did like mm-hmm. a, we um we did it in a couple of days, and we didn't even have a bass player. Um, and then we just started booking shows. Like right after that, and just but you whatever. did get a bass player. And yeah, he happens to be related to to uh, guy I went to high school with Keith Weinberg. Yes. So yeah, crazy. we got we got Scott and um, our bass player Scott Culliver, who none of us knew. Oh wow! You found yeah. him on the internet or anything <laughs> like that? I'm I'm a I'm a I frequent the Conchi Tavern. Yeah. So for. <laughs> Uh, which is a, a for you know anyone listening used to be Bobby's a, Burgers used to be the Country Hog and Rib House for the yeah. listeners of the Bobcast they they know Country Town yeah right? they know Country Town so yeah. I recently discovered it because I'm I'm relatively new to the area and um you know they always have cover bands there and I would say for months after like six or seven Guinness I would walk up to the bass player if the band was any good mm-hmm. and tell them about how great I thought they were and how mm-hmm. they thought how he or she was and then um. 
ask them if they like rock music, they'd mm-hmm. say yes because they're in a rock band, and then send them stuff. No one ever got back to me. And Scott did, and he came and like he practiced with this, and it was like the dude can just pick it up, pick it up, and mm-hmm. he's kind of like he's he's like Brendan in this way where like his parts shape. Like that's we, weird because it seems as if you guys all knew each other the whole time. No, so no. that's a surprise um, to me. He fits right in personality-wise, though. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So and then that's cool. They called you back then. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, I was starting to feel like, like, boy, maybe we suck. You know, like people, because people just <laughs> they are so know. weird with like you know inquiries sometimes. Yeah, and we were like really cool about it. We were, you know, we're not, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, we're not going on tour for years, and you're not naming mm-hmm. anyone and your kids after the band. All you're doing is just hanging out with some dudes every couple of weeks and you know See what happens, yeah. playing songs See in, a, in a blue scale. You know. <laughs> so I, I've been di- I've been dying to know this since uh, the get go. Where did the name Tiny Voices come from? We called ourselves Aw Shucks for, oh, that's right. really? for months. Did you use a comma like, Aw Shucks? Yeah. Yes. Did you use a comma? Because I, I wanted a band name with punctuation in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a couple. There's Panic at the Disco has an exclamation. Chick, chick, uh, chick is all exclamation yeah. points. Best but here's the killer mm-hmm. part. I wanted to name the demo, open up and say all. <laughs> and I would call it open up and say shucks. Um, <laughs> Did you have like anything produced, like uh, images of uh, all shucks? Like, no, but we kept telling people the name, and they were like, "That's really stupid." <laughs> so I was like, "I was like, that's perfect." Yeah. But really, what we want to do is we want to come up with a name that, like, since we've all been friends for so long, mm-hmm. and you know that we think we think we're going to be this band for a super long time. Mm-hmm. We may go months. In years without playing or recording, probably not, but maybe probably. we're still going to be in this band, mm-hmm. and we wanted to be something that was cool years from now. So it had to be kind of tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we're it kind of fits the vibe of the band and who we are as people. You know, mm-hmm. we're like, you know, we make bad decisions every now and then, but yeah. not that bad. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so it's that's where name. the name came it's from. Great name, yeah. yeah. Um, it passed all the tests. You know, does it look good on paper? Yeah. Does it look good on a shirt? Mm-hmm. What type of font is that, by the way? Do you know, it's, 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 it's the Times Roman, right? Is it Times Roman? It's simple. the first it font so when I the designed the shirt. The tiny going like this, the vices? <laughs> when I designed the shirt, it was the first font oh on the tool God. I used to design. <laughs> Jesus. See, I mean, like, it's amazing. Like, I just, some things that, like, look like they've been hours and hours are just, you know, it's, like, organic like that. I did other versions, but that's the first version. I did, like, five minutes watching mm-hmm. Netflix. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. I mean, uh, the shirt's great. I mean, it's cool, got a kid. Uh, he's smoking spanky. a cigar. Yeah, yeah spanky. spanky. It's spanky, spanky right? It's spanky. Yeah. yeah, man, I forgot. Yeah. Like, we wanted a shirt that would be, rascals. We wanted a shirt that would be cool, even if you didn't know who the band was. That's spanky on there. I, yeah, I'm gonna go home and look at the shirt. It's you know? a cover. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna get sued, but I'm sure. Nah, they it, it's a cover from Time Magazine in like the 40s. <laughs> Which I didn't even they, they realize. They come after you, but you know, like, uh, yeah, the tiny places. You know what I mean? It is what it is. And it kind of like for you know the places we play and the people that listens to it. Like, it, I think it kind of speaks to like that audience. Like that that mm-hmm. that audience. You know, like you 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 kind of you want to reflect what your audience is, and you want your audience to reflect what you are. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. So, and the, you want them to know, like, we're you know. We're not a bunch of Bob Dylans. We're mm-hmm. we're somewhere between like art rock and a party band, you know, depending on what song it is. <laughs> so um, let's give uh, the Bobcast listeners a taste of what Tiny Voices sound like. This is Party Supplies on the Bobcast.
right back here, ladies and gentlemen. So where did the song Party Supplies come from? Uh, <laughs> we had that riff, um, kind of the main riff you mm-hmm. hear for months, and we would just... Uh, and Brendan actually hit the drum beat. Mm-hmm. The drum beat was what made that Yeah, that drum beat. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that may have been a, what's the beat you want to play and will fit the riff to That's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the beat you want to play to the drummer? It always produces something good, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, without because doubt. then it takes all thought away, just... Yeah, I I tend to like I w- I think we kind of like writing stuff that's that's dancey. Like it doesn't have to be dance. Yeah, music, there like, is an element of dance within Tiny Vices. Too, yeah, that's yeah. like surprising too because it's like it's hard to find that you know like um, medium between the two. You know what I mean? Like dance and also like rock or punk. You know, like it's it's got a hip shape. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah, yeah. I've always liked bands like um, like The Clash and uh, mm-hmm. there's this band from uh, a few years back, Rye Coalition. Yeah, I, was I, like I remember that. them. Yeah, and like those bands always stood out to me. You know, Clash being another big. Yeah, you want to you want to have a good time when you go to yeah. a show. You know. So that song was around for for months, and then uh, finally wrote like some uh, chorus chords to it, which is really just like a misfit song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably every misfit song. And um, <laughs> aren't they coming here soon? I think they're playing recently. Uh, they're coming here to the Underground Arts, I think. Which version yeah. though? The Danzig? Because uh, no, I don't think I don't think that's. Do it. But did he? Is he, he gonna do it? He recently said he would do more, but I don't know. I know that the other version is still playing too. He got popular. What was it? Two years ago, and the he became like an internet man or whatever. Like uh, something about him like getting beat up or something like that. Did you ever see that video? Well, there is a video. Yeah, something like Northside Kings was the band. I yeah. think. I was scared of dancing when I was a kid. I mean, I loved that. You know, what I mean, but like Mother, I remember seeing that video for the first time and just be like, these guys are going to kick everyone's ass yeah. in you know, the garage movement scene, you know what I mean? Like When Danzig 2 came out, I yeah. saw them. Soundgarden opened up for them, actually. That's awesome. And uh, they were, being that close to Danzig... Soundgarden opened up for them. What, what, so that's... 92-ish? So this is before Super Unknown. This is the tail end of, like, yeah. Bad Motor Finger. Like, I, I think it was mm-hmm. just before Bad Motor Finger. It was, like, um, Loud Love. Or? Loud Love was out, yeah. Oh, wow. So when you see they were, they were the Spectrum? Uh, this was The Truck. Oh, man, you saw Soundgarden and The Truck? Yeah, and... Uh, I, I didn't really know them. I, I kind of knew who they were at the time, but I was I was there to see Danzig. Mm-hmm. But they were great. But seeing Danzig up that close was pretty interesting. I mean, he's that not was like his, that like, yeah. big of a guy, but then like he's got a presence about him. He looks like Wolverine from the comics. Yes. You know what I mean, like he's so like bulky yeah. and you know like. But yeah. uh, that must have been a kick-ass show, though. Seeing him oh, there. it was. Yeah. I saw Soundgarden '94 uh, for Super Unknown two years after you. Uh, the Bethlehem Stabler Arena. Wow. And it was just a huge, huge sound, man. Like, I actually, I went on a YouTube search recently and I found footage from the concert and it's really weird watching something that you watched when you were 14 years old. You know, 20 plus... memory isn't gonna... Yeah. No, my memory, it picked really? up on all these weird... Like, I remember, like, the design of the shirt. Yeah. I remember that his hair wasn't spiky that night. It looked like he had just gotten, like, you know, like, out of bed. Like, all this weird, you know, like... Flooded memories, but oh, because he had short hair at the time. Right? He did, yeah. yeah when I saw him, he still mm-hmm. had the. And it's still box. weird to say, speaking speaking of him in, in the the past tense, it's like, yeah, the hell, man. Like, um, I guess on a tangent, we could talk about this. So, like, I went on like a Chris Cornell like binge Soundgarden binge after he passed away, and I don't know how. Like in two thousand eight, I, I I guess I I was so busy with Downton Harvest at the time, I didn't pay attention to his album with Timberland. And do you guys remember? No. Like, so Chris wow. Cornell, um. He put out um, an album with Timbaland called Scream in 2008. Oh, I remember and, the Scream album, yeah. Yeah, and it was panned. And, like, Trent Renzer, like, came out in the media and was just saying stuff like, this is how you commit, you know, like, 
career suicide or whatever. And like, you know, like I went and listened to the album just three days ago. I got it in my car right now. I mean, I listen to it all the time. You know what? Really? But let's just, let's treat the Bobcast guest right now. Let's take a listen to uh, Chris Cornell. This is part of me on the Bobcast.
Scott back here on the Bobcast. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, definitely check out the album. It's an hour long, what and there's no there's no breaks. It's all the way it's through. R and B. I mean, like you know, you, nobody's talking about this album, uh, but I, I I really enjoy it. So uh, top of the world five, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be coming up in about a week and a half. You guys just had practice uh, what Tuesday night? Yeah, yeah, we're really excited to play. Like mm-hmm. um, something that I really. Uh, we're trying to focus on with like this band is that each show is an event mm-hmm. you know we want it like we we want to recognize that like when people are t- taking the time out of their day like you know or whatever like they could be doing other things they could be with their family they could be going to dinner going to a movie working on their memoir i don't know what they're doing sleeping mm-hmm. something but we want it to be like an event and like what's cool is that you can make a show at a club an event mm-hmm. but what's even cooler is to be playing what is already an event yeah. You know, like you're like on top of this roof, you can see like, you know, around, for miles you around. There's you get t- fresh tacos. There's a talbot. Chicken, fish. And you what also have Springhouse Brewery coming you in. You got Springhouse Brewery. It's cool. And I went to, uh, I think I went to the last one. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I was really blown away with how many people there were and how good the bands were. It was just really, it was really, mm-hmm. really cool. So really, really, really excited. And this is actually going to be the last show we play for um, probably the next three or four months, and then we're recording in September. Because within a month's time, <laughs> Baby Tiny Vice is on Yeah, there's right? the yeah. tiniest yeah. vice. Second, Baby second Vice. Release. The, the, <laughs> What's that? My yeah. second release. Tiny yeah. Vice is too. Yeah. yeah. The tiniest vice will be upon us. Nothing like yeah. that. I mean, I, I remember uh, when I first became a dad, I was doing the dad cast here on the Bob cast. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I... Can I, I be a part of that one? You can. You can. Anybody who's a dad. As yeah, soon as he yeah. becomes a dad, we'll co- I'll come back. We'll do another uh, do a dad podcast. Cast. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing quite like being a dad. Uh, it's also, it's amazing when you're a musician, and you could probably attest to this, when you play like guitar or you play any type of instrument, how your son or daughter picks up on it, and then like it's just amazing how like you can just share it, like almost yeah. immediately. I mean, not immediately, like the first you know couple months, but like my son's like a year and a half old. Loves the drums. I have to pull him off the drums. You know what I mean? That's Loves Stone Temple drums. Pilots. Yeah. Sick on Dead and Bloated. He, he just rocks out the Dead and Bloated. He doesn't want me to turn it off ever. But I mean, you're going to have a great time. You're going to be a great dad. So, so excited. Mm-hmm. I don't, like Other than playing music, I can't really think of it. I'm just really, really It is. It's, it's been a great year for you, huh? hasn't it? Yeah, it has been a great year. It's yeah, I got I got to play music with George. <laughs> I got a I got a kid happening. Yeah, yeah things yeah. are everything's coming up smooth. You're a man on the come. I as yeah. Howard Hughes would say. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, one piece of advice: watch. The doctor or the nurse in the room will say to you, "You may want to sit down for this, sir. You don't want to pass out." A lot of fathers choose to sit down and be, you know, not watch the process or whatever. Forget that, dude. Watch. You vote yes. Don't film. Watch, you know, yeah. you, don't right. be uh, Chevy Chase. You know, Fletch style. Like, you know, what I mean, yeah, just watch I'm, it and take the mental images. You know, like I'm so happy that I did that because it's like, uh, you know, there's nothing quite like it, really. I mean, it's like the, the only element of magic I think in my life that I've ever experienced. Like where it's yeah. just like, oh man, dude, like you're overwhelmed, but it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's a really, it's been a really like awesome process it's just cool it's it's just you know it's just another another experience yeah it's I'm really pumped it's, really really pumped that will last forever well i'm pumped <laughs> to have you guys up on the roof uh yeah. next friday night here in plymouth meeting at the whole foods location um doors are at eight o'clock we got paul Keane at nine o'clock um from the band pawn shop roses also from dead flowers he's going to do a half hour of acoustic music followed by walt lafty his second ever Solo, uh, I believe, performance. Um, he used to be in a band called Silvertide. Oh, He's cool. been on the the podcast uh, a few um, once or twice before. 
Then my new band, Judah Kim and Assassination, making their debut in the rooftop, followed by Tiny Vices. And then my good friends from Plymouth Meeting and my neighborhood uh, montage will close out the evening. It's only $5 right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's $5 at the Whole Foods Cold Point Pub. You can buy it behind the counter. There's nowhere else right now in 2017 where you can get a ticket for $5. Yeah. I like to pretend it's 1995 almost every single day of my life. Well, I want it to be the best. You can't even get a hoagie for $5. You can't even get a hoagie no more. I mean, even with the $5 foot long, they still got tax on yeah, they're still You're not getting yeah, nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, less meat. Look, go buy the ticket now. The day of the show, it's $7. I am going to tax you because I want you to get over the Whole Foods right now. Yeah. Pick up some fresh food. Get yourself a ticket. Get a sitter. Yeah, get a sitter, you know? We get a forward, sitter. We look forward to seeing you on the roof. Uh, George, Matt, thank you for being on the Bobcast. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it very much. Um, I hope to see you guys uh, all up there on the rooftops. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. My name is Bob, and this has been another episode of Bobcast. Bobcast.